Hey, welcome to the latest episode of the Voices of E-Commerce. I'm John Drake, Professor of Management Information Systems at East Carolina University. In this podcast, I interview the incredible people behind the scenes of e-commerce, the people that design, build, market, and run various online, mobile, and social initiatives. And now, on with the show. Well, hi, everyone. Um, today, I am honored to speak with Fran Stacks. Um, I first met Fran at um, one of my first uh, semesters at ECU, East Carolina University, um, and she graduated from there in 2012, got her MBA in 2017, um, still remains one of my favorite students to this day. Uh, and uh, well, Fran started her career at Bank of America, uh, moving from an administrative assistant position into a business analyst, I'm assuming after she got her degree in MIS. Uh, and then into digital marketing, uh, where she was a channel manager and finally a cross product manager. And then in 2020, she moved to Wells Fargo and now works as a marketing program manager in charge of the digital marketing initiatives. And uh, that's what we're here to talk to you about, Fran. So welcome to the show. Thank you. So um, tell me a little bit about your history, more detailed than what I gave. Um, <laughs> So that was that was actually a good summation. Um, so I had a degree in marketing. Well, I have a degree in marketing retailing um, that I got in, and I'll date myself in the '90s. And as you can imagine, marketing changed quite a bit with technology and all of that. And um, it was around 2010, I think, when I started with ECU and the MIS program. And I just realized, well, technology is just really, really ramping up and I need to get a larger and more robust understanding of it than what I have now or what I could just do with, you know, like at that time, YouTube videos and, and all of that. So I went back to ECU and got my MS and that's where we met. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, ECU made it really helpful in getting your MBA. And I started that process and finished that up in 2017. And where it kind of, it was not as planned as, as I would like for it to have been, but it was kind of well thought out, is that having a management information systems degree, which is very tech-based, um, a marketing degree, and then an MBA on top of it, um, just kind of married this world of understanding that brought me to a little bit higher levels at Bank of America and doing program management after channel management, and then... Um, getting into wells and just having that background of understanding the behind the scenes of digital marketing which is all technology based i mean you have to throw it up on websites you have to make sure that it's receiving impressions and clicks and then um, while i don't have to fix anything that goes wrong and very rarely things do go wrong when you have that uh technical background you can kind of think things through a little bit better um, but yeah, so it just kind of worked out that I started with an interest in marketing in, you know, my first foray into college and then, um, technology and that really kind of ramped up where I saw things really, um, taking off and opportunities just kind of opened the door. And then the MBA was just the, the icing on the cake. Yeah. So you mentioned a few terms here. I just want to make sure that people listening understand. So like a channel manager, what, what does a channel manager okay. do? That's a good question. So in digital marketing specifically, um, in my, my experience, is that you have multiple places on a website where things will render. 
And if you think of um, any website that you've seen, there's usually a very large banner space where the first thing is seen and that's where your eyes grab and most uh, prospects and customers will only give you about three seconds of time to get their attention and keep it. Um, and then down from there, each one is a different space or in some places channel or container that um, has very specific targeting, very specific technology behind it. And as crazy as it sounds, there are people behind each one of those placements that manage that channel. So especially if you have a rotating banner, you have to be very careful about what you put in there, make sure it's running, make sure the targeting is not going to render to someone who would not benefit from seeing that ad at all. So when, when you say channel, it, it really kind of makes it even more real that when you look at a web page, it's not just one person just thrown up there and putting stuff up there. There are a lot of people behind all of that stuff and compliance and legal and all of those things, making sure um, ADA specifications are met with color and not putting like white font and a white background. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, but specific right. to your question, a channel is an actual placement on a page. Interesting. I mean, and I had always thought of channel as more like, your um, social media channels, your video channels, your, you know. Yeah. So that I, I never really thought of in terms of a, a website and having different channels on one website or one page even. Um, that's a, kind of a new way of looking at it. I like it. Um, so tell me a little bit about what are some of the projects you're working on now? Um, so specifically uh, for Wells, I handle our digital marketing for the checking product and a savings product. And I have public site and what's called secure session. So public site is something that anybody can see. You go to wellsfargo.com and if you see a checking uh, advertisement for everyday checking, that's mine. Um, then with secure session, it is authenticated. It means that John Drake has an account with Wells Fargo and you have your username and password. And once you enter that, then you can see my secure session placements. Um, so those are just two things that uh, I do. It's the lights on type thing that's, we keep it going all the time. And then one thing that we're getting back in the market with is offers for cash bonus, uh, offer incentives for checking. Um, and then I do a lot of fun uh, stuff with projects and testing and more of the technical side and capabilities of things as it comes up. But okay. still from a marketing standpoint, so it's not like I'm back there trying to figure out new capabilities and everything. It's once they're in place, I get to muck around with them. Right, right. Um, and so, uh, I mean, you, you touched a little bit on it, but what does your day-to-day -day activities look like then? I mean, it sounds like you're a manager, so you're, I guess, overseeing multiple people. Is that um, so? The the manager is more of a. I do it from a program standpoint. I know I do what Wells is shifting to as an agile base. So I do have a marketing team that we work with together to do things. So we have our builder who does things and puts them in our um, program that will get the approvals of compliance and legal optimization. Does our targeting and everything. Um, so day to day, it's it's really what is up in our backlog and what we have in the sprint. Um, so with the lights on, 
campaigns that I have for the checking and savings, we just um, have to update those and make sure that not, we're going, not getting out of uh, compliance approvals for the duration. So our, all of our creative is only good for one year. Um, the other stuff is like the cash bonus offers or other campaigns that come up in between and just getting the um, marketing agency to create the placement, um, creative and copy, um, talking with targeting to get things going and optimization to run them. Um, any of the project-based stuff, as you can imagine in a corporate setting, it takes a lot of time. I mean, just like it took us forever to get together, it takes it forever for things to get off the ground sometimes. So it's just a lot of meetings, a lot of negotiation, a lot of, of talk through to make sure everything's lining up. Gotcha. Okay. So you're a lot of, okay. Um, and so, I mean, you mentioned a few of the technologies you're using for the advertising. Um, I mean, to go a little bit more and how that works um, as much as you understand. I mean, I, I know you're not the technical person on this, but um, so you say that they're display ads. Is that generally yep. what you're only working with and how does that work? So that's, that's a good question. And what we have is a system that renders based on the targeting that we get approvals for. Um, but there are all kind of levers that optimization can approve. So basically what it looks like for me is I will say, I want to target prospects and customers. I want it to show this many times and then stop because you don't want to wallpaper people uh, with the same creative or whatever, especially in certain placements. But then there are a whole list of things that are with the data management platform that's called the DMP. And I know a lot of people use that where it's cookie based. You can use first, second, third party data to really kind of get into the guts of things and really render a more personalized banner to someone. Now, not personalized in that it would be like, John Drake, you know, get this ad. This is the perfect product for you. But it's more like it will have learned from you what your almost expectation would be from a marketing standpoint of the things that you would want to see that are relevant to you. So uh, would the ad change, like if I'm clicking around on different products in your website and then I come back to, you know, the checking and savings, will it remember where I've been and be able to customize the ad for me? Um, no, we're getting there, okay. <laughs> um, but that's a little more sophisticated than we're able to get right now. Sure, sure. I mean, if, um, if you interact with one, say, for instance, you an interacted with one and it saw that you had already interacted with it, it's not going to serve it to you again in a matter of time okay. in those days. Well, we have certain guardrails around, like if you hit the back button and you've already seen an ad, we're not going to sling it in your face again. Yeah, right, right. But but, and, but I guess that would, would be more of a, uh, for the general audience, when you have already clients, then if they're in that secure area, you could see mm -hmm. they have a second account. You could give them an ad for a savings account or vice versa. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we would know, uh, know based on every customer is assigned a, a specific number, almost like a social security number. Um, mm -hmm. So we can, you know, make sure that you're, you have that level of security in there, but at the same time, we'll know like, okay, Dr. Drake has a checking account. Don't show him ads for checking accounts. He's already got one. But maybe he would benefit from a savings account or um, understanding any of the other digital features that would make his life more convenient. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and now as the uh, program manager, I, it sounded like you do a lot of communication with other people throughout the organization. So I mean, what, what types of technologies do you generally use 
for that other than email, obviously, video conferencing? Um, what, yeah. What are, how do you get your job done, basically? We are heavy in Zoom right now, especially because I started with Wells at the height of the pandemic. So I haven't had the opportunity to have like the the conversations in passing the hall or walking out of meetings or anything. So right now it's all um, mainly Zoom, Skype and email and just phone calls at this point, which mm -hmm. I don't know, like when we, if we get back into the office, if that will change much because it's in California. I always have to deal with, and you know, the time difference there. And then I've got my manager actually is in Iowa. Well, you know, spread all out in Minneapolis and all of that stuff. So going into the office, you know, will be great. I would like to meet people and my, you know, peers and whatnot. But we're still going to have to do the same Zoom, Skype, email, however mm -hmm. you can best communicate at the most convenient time for people. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, now, you've been doing this for a while. How has it changed over the last 10 years? Oh, gosh. Um, I would say uh, it's gotten more sophisticated. That's the fun part of it. And one of the things that I'll probably never leave digital marketing, um, as technology changes, marketing tries to keep up with it. Um, the expectation of customers, I will tell you, is one thing that has really changed. Hmm. Um, and it's what we kept our eye on as Amazons and all of that have gotten more algorithms. I mean, like we all, well, I know we, I live in Amazon and you have the, the little recommended for you feature and all of that. Um, there've been, you know, several studies and several things that I've, I've heard that that expectation was planted now. So when people come to me, it's expected that I know what they need. Um, and that, that has been a market shift that I have seen, whereas when I first started, it was just make sure you're relevant, make sure that you're buttoned up from a complaint, compliance and legal aspect and make sure it's rendering. And then it just got so much more customer focused, so much more about personalization and anticipation and some of the things that, you know, weren't always hygiene factors before, like the built-in security and everything that was there for forever like people come to a site and they expect their information to stay and remain secure and be secure and everything it, it seems like anymore that that personalization aspect of it is now becoming a hygiene factor that it's it's not only it's it, it's expected to be there um which is a neat shift but watching especially from a financial institution standpoint us trying to keep up with getting to that point now, how do you balance that with the increasing worries about privacy and their data on your systems and what you're able to, the amount of data you obviously everyone's collecting, not just um, Wells Fargo, but uh, yeah. every company. Um, do you feel much pushback in that arena? And if so, how are you dealing with it? Um, honestly, I'm 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 great have to worry about um i think wells does an amazing job of safety and keeping security there but since that doesn't fall under anything that i have to really worry about with that security of, of information it's just you know marketing doesn't go down that level gotcha yeah that makes sense okay um here i got a hard question for you um, 
think one, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a sticky situation or a hard problem you've had in the past on the job. Tell us a little bit about what led to that situation. Um, what was your thought process in the middle of it? And then how, what was the outcome? Oh, gosh, that is a. Well, it wasn't as well at Wells, but I think professionally, one of the sticky situations that I got into where it was just like sweating and trying to figure out is, um, we launched a campaign and realized coming in the next day that the, it had reached the wrong customer base. And when that happens, yeah, and it happens, it's one of those things like, you know, mistakes happen and it happens, um, you know, to the best of us. Um, but yeah, so the, the message was that accounts were being closed and moved to a, actually in a, another financial institution. So we kind of freak people out quite a bit and yeah. um, trying to figure out what happened. So, you know, you have to go through and what I, I tell my team is just like, make sure our street is clean. And then we go and help others to try to like, make sure theirs is, and then you find a street where it's not clean. And then you, um, I, best I can recall, we figured out it was just a, a freak and fluke system issue. That caused it to happen, but then, you know, those things happen and you have to sit. And I think we've all probably gotten a company. I know I've got a where they have to send me something saying your card's been compromised. Um, but we sent letters out and they we were just kind of like, psych, that was not meant for you. Don't worry. Everything's fine. And um, it was, it was nerve wracking and it, and it did not end as quickly ever as you hope it will. So you just kind of go through and yank the ads out and, you know, deal with it and move on. But it's, it's never a good feeling when it happens, but it does happen to the best of us. Execution issues are going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. You're right. going to hit the wrong audience. You're going to hit the wrong person. You're going to say the wrong thing. Just. Oops. Sorry. Move on. Yeah. Um, so what types of trends do you see in the industry that you think you'll be digging more into and um, or, or be capturing not just at Wells Fargo, but in, in marketing in general? Um, where, where do you see things going? At 100% personalization, making okay. things more relevant, making things feel more individualized the way that, that I think expectation is, is crafting itself. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Um, what was one of the hardest career choices you made? Leaving Bank of America to come to Wells. Why is 100%. that? It was a leap of faith. Um, in Charlotte, there's Bank of America and there's Wells Fargo. And, um, you will see a lot. The Bank of America is literally on one side of Uptown and then Wells is on the other. And it happens a lot where people will leave and we call it crossing the street because the major street and thoroughfare goes through and breaks it. I never thought it would be me. I was at Bank of America for 15 years and a friend reached out to me on this position and it was literally just a kind of like, eh, why not? We'll see what happens. Um, you go through the interview process and you're always just like, well, you know, if I get an offer, I don't have to accept it. And then I got my offer and, um, it was, um, it was a leap of faith. Um, Bank of America was just kind of like my home, my career home. I thought I was going to be there forever. Right. Um, so, but it's worked out. I've, I've never been happier. 
that's wonderful. That's wonderful. All right. So what type of advice would you give someone interested in pursuing a career in digital marketing? Do it. Whether it's absolutely MIS do it. or otherwise. I'm sorry. Uh, ab absolutely do it. It's um, if, if you want to be in a place where um, it's always going to change, always going to be challenging, and you're not going to feel like you get in this career repetition. Because, um, mm -hmm. you know, when we were first talking about my, my career, when I started off at Bank of America, I was in compliance. And that is a very, you know, type thing where it's, you know, compliance laws, all of that stuff don't really change. So you're you're going through checks and balances every day, and it's kind of this uniform, very meticulous, dot all your I's, cross all your T's type thing. Um, but it, it never changes, and that's good if you like that that level of security. I love the idea that, and, and I experience it all the time. Um, technology changes. There are always different ways to serve ads to someone that is going to be most helpful to them. Um, and it, you can almost get lost in the technology of it, but one thing that I really love is always making sure I'm customer focused. I want to make sure that it's going to be beneficial to the customer and it's going to be served in a beneficial way that is something that will benefit them. And that was really one thing about this that really appealed to me is um, specifically being a checking marketer and that's 100% where your typical relationship with a financial institution starts. You have the outliers that somebody just has a mortgage with you or a credit card or that it um, type thing, that single serve kind of attitude with their financial institution. But the majority, your relationship starts with the checking account. The Bank of America, um, gosh, in the 90s or something. And I'm still loyal to Bank of America. They have everything. Um, and just seeing how that worked with me, I love the idea that it's um, somebody's first experience with financial institution and being impactful with that. Hmm. Um, but it doesn't have to be a financial institution. Digital marketing is just, it's never going anywhere. It's only growing and it, it's only getting different and more sophisticated and more fun. Very cool. Yeah, I, I've, I've noticed the same. Um, and, and I spoke with a gentleman who works at Adobe and has their. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And their their marketing products, like most of most people recognize Adobe for their creative arts stuff, all their Photoshop and Illustrator. They don't hear about the marketing. Oh, their um, Adobe experience manager that I got to play with a while ago. You want to yeah. talk about sophistication and being able to render relevant stuff in real time? Oh, mm. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. And they're so. super basic. They have like Salesforce and everything. It's not just Adobe. Do they own Salesforce? I thought they did. Did they? Did they not? Maybe not. I don't. I haven't. I have no idea. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's, but it's, cool. it's incredible stuff. Yeah, it really is. So, and that's that's where I see the yeah I see the industry completely moving in that direction as well. I mean. Oh, yeah. um, uh, it, if anything, now the trouble will be trying to manage all the information in such a way that you can still protect their privacy and still give them that personalization as much as they want um, without, you know, 
causing being too big brother and and you're like yeah. why do you know that about me yeah exactly exactly um so oh cool um so i mean uh, i guess that it wraps up my questions do you have any questions for me no i just i, I guess curiosity wise from you being a professor and the up and coming in, in people in your class now and and obviously going into i would assume professional technical degree on some level in, in their career um have you seen your students change with their ability to understand the coding classes that you have and the the technology classes because i know i was I was pretty green <laughs> when I was in your class, but I have to feel like, I mean, I just watched my son with some of the stuff that he's able to do with games and stuff and the sophistication mm -hmm. there. Do you feel like your students are more uh, technologically savvy now than they were when you had me? I won't be offended at all if you say yes. Yeah. Um, in certain things, yes. Um, like in pure coding ability, I don't think that's changed. Um, yeah. But they, I mean, to that now it's the point, and I guess it still was 10 years ago, the cell phone was strapped to your hip. Now it's more so that, um, and they use the ways of communicating on there very well, sometimes too yeah. well. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and, and it's going to continue to grow. Like I've even, when I was given my final, I was like, well, I don't know if there's a way to cheat using smartwatches but why don't we take them off just in case oh that's <laughs> a good i'm sure point. i'm sure within a very short period of time people will figure out a way of using them um and I, so yeah if they haven't already i'm sure that's already out there so. oh yeah i'm sure yeah. Yeah, there's sophistication of some sorts but it's just moved from one area to another i don't think it's you know yeah. But yeah, and to your point with that, that we have seen mobile marketing has skyrocketed. Mobile is, <clears throat> I would say, probably 75 to 80% more of the traffic that you typically have than desktop mail. Yeah, Which that's about what crazy. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, five crazy. years ago, I heard it was 50% and it was just only trending upwards. Oh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. It is absolutely huge. Well, that's that good. That's where response makes me feel not so far behind, <laughs> the, you know, the, the guys 10 years behind me. And when I got my degree, I said, yeah, I guess it's been almost 10 years now. Our, our, we're, we're kind of starting off on the same foot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's still, there's a lot to learn. So, especially I, I think part of it is that technology keeps moving so fast that no matter how much they've learned, they're still way behind of where it needs to be because there's just so much change in the industry. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's what makes it fun. It's like, mm, yeah. I feel like people that get into the MIS degrees and whatnot do have that that thirst to continue mm -hmm. to learn. Um, and I think the, the digital marketing industry and the technology industry, because digital marketing is so heavy on technology, will, you know, quench that thirst. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're not um, going yeah, to, you're just going to get run over and run out of career runway. And honestly, I wish more marketing students would take some of our classes. I think it would do them well because we. I think do so too. I, I would be really surprised if marketing degrees don't. I'm well, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll correct myself. I'm really surprised marketing degrees are not teaching more technology based stuff and yeah. in ways to render in technology because direct mail statements, like it just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, right. And I think 
I, I think it should be a requirement of a degree that you understand um, at least some of an MIS degree basis, like a class or two here or there, because it's all technology now. So are you ever in a position to hire or interview new people? I was at Bank of America. It wasn't, I wasn't a hiring manager, but when new people came in, they would, you know, put them in front of me and I would kind of vet them out a little bit and say, like, what is your true interest? You know, you don't so want do anybody you that's just there to, you know, yeah. clock. So do you think um, a uh, program in digital marketing would be of interest to companies like Bank of America or Wells Fargo? Not just, you know, kind of the mix of marketing and say that one more time. would you do you think there would be a interest at companies like bank of america or wells fargo for new students with a degree in digital marketing that kind of oh, marriage yeah, definitely marries that marketing and definitely um, i would say though um kind of by the time that you get to your bank of america's or wells or financial institutions one thing that makes it very difficult Okay, are looking for experience, and that makes it really super hard to get experience. And then one thing that I've noticed, um, as I was looking around for jobs for friends, is they're now requiring financial institution experience. So it's mm -hmm. like you almost have to have an internship or something. Which I know I remember Bank of America did. I don't know if Wells does. I just haven't been here long enough and been part of it. Um, but they had uh, MBA. That would come through the digital marketing and they had the internships there and stuff like that. Um, but I know it's um it's not just necessarily a degree, but experience as well. Um and I kind of fell, you know, backwards blessed into that. That right after I rolled off of your degree, I had a tech contract at Bank of America that I got fortunate enough to get, which ended and marketing was just like, hey, you know, we'll take her. And I didn't know anything about marketing, but it just so happened that I kind of was in the back door and just kind of put my foot in it before it closed. <laughs> nice, nice, very nice. Um, well, wonderful. Um, well, I mean, I guess that will wrap us up, Fran. Um, Fran, it has been so wonderful to talk to you again. And thank you so much you for your time. You as well. Um, but uh, well. Sorry again, it took so long. That's all right. We, we got there, though. That's the important thing. All right. It so happened. Thank Yay. Well, thank you, Dr. Drake. All we'll right. talk soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye. Bye.